Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. Welcome to our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. And today our topic is sometimes you have to eat the cupcake. Yummy. Yes, yes. <laughs> That's the big pull for this is cupcakes because everybody wants them, right? Right. So for those of you that are just dropping in on us for the first time, uh, Greg and I have been friends for a long time, and this is actually our second recording in two days, so I'm not sure if we're sick of each other yet. We've actually had three meetings in two days, so we've had a lot of each other, but I think we're okay. Uh, we are okay, yes, yes, but it has, it has been a lot, and uh, we'll have to have a uh, Alistair and Greg fast uh, over the weekend. Yeah, and I'd like to just stop here because, Greg, uh, we didn't mention it during yesterday's recording, but it was a big birthday for you this week. Is that not correct? A uh, big birthday. Yes, I crossed over into a new decade, which was, uh, which was, and it's a big decade. I'm not going to say what decade it was. However, I will tell you that I've begun receiving discounts. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. <laughs> It is great. It's it's kind of the fun. I was I was quite excited, but when they automatically shift bank accounts to non-feed accounts because of your age, there's there's kind of a mixed emotion that I'm experiencing that. But my uh, my thrifty nature overtook it, and I was quite excited. It always does, doesn't it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So uh, Greg and I have been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting us with our management development. In every episode, we're gonna discuss a situation where we and others often miss the mark. We will most often start at the employee's perspective. And we're gonna discuss how we have observed others deal with these situations and take it as a learning point. And we're always gonna have an underlying theme of a good discussion. Are we gonna have a good discussion today, Greg? We are. And you know what? I love the theme of this one. And, you know, one of the things that in our pre-planning uh, meetings we talked about this is sometimes you have to eat the cupcake is some some might, as we talk about it, might be reflective of, well, you know, everything's remote these days. Everything's virtual. I, you know, uh, one, we do have to get cupcakes uh, for birthdays. Going back to my birthday theme, mm. we you don't have cakes anymore because if you blow out the candles, everyone gets uh, um, what you may or may not have. So cupcakes are the new deal these days. So uh, they're important to eat the cup, get cupcakes, but um, I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, of what's behind what we mean by sometimes you have to eat the cupcake. And, and this, this episode was actually written um, assuming that we'd have a physical presence in an office. And uh, Greg and I discussed this in a development meeting just before we went on the air. And we've decided that the idea of this episode is now even more important that we're in the virtual world. And as we go through this, we're going to convert it into the uh, virtual world at the same time, uh, you know, grasping the physical as well but this uh we've decided we were thinking about passing on this one and just doing it later whenever we all get back to work and we're not sure where that is but we we decided that, you know when we were thinking about it and talking about it it's actually more important than ever to have these informal contacts with the people we work with mm -hmm. i agree so uh let's set this up um you as a boss uh are invited to an event uh, whether it's virtual or physical, who knows? Uh, there are still some people meeting up in, in safe ways. And perhaps it involves uh, eating or having an informal contact. And you, you, you as a boss pass on it because you don't have the time or 
maybe if it involves food or ordering in food for everybody, you're on a diet and you don't want to participate. You get asked to contribute, but it's not your thing and you decide you really aren't that interested. Maybe you're invited for a coffee online or in, in person, but uh, you just had one and you're really not that interested. Maybe you're invited to a semi-official gathering of some sort, physical or virtual, but you're tired that day and you really don't want to get involved. And maybe there's informal ad hoc conversations taking place over Skype, over Zoom, over Slack, whatever it is that you use, and uh, you're just not in the mood and you pass on those conversations. So Greg, how do you think this affects our relationships and the work environment? Well, what's really interesting is we all know that uh, the best relationships and the best success, the best team dynamics, the best cultures are really all about relationship. And uh, when you don't show up, um, and, and I know sometimes it's challenging because managers uh, may feel that, hey, I need to just uh, be seen as professional and business oriented and those type of things. If, if it's not driving the business, I shouldn't be doing these kinds of things. If it's not delivering results, my role is to help deliver results. And, but in fact, I think a manager's role is about creating the space to deliver results. And so what happens when this occurs, when you choose not to engage on a social level, and we're not talking about going on vacation together, we're talking about um, having a cupcake together. We're talking about having those informal conversations. It, it, uh, it, first of all, you miss out in deepening those relationships and understanding of each other. And also you create divides of, uh, of uh, and they may be real divides or they may be perceived divides, but there's still divisions and, and gaps which are harmful to um, building trust in any organization, any relationship. One of the things, uh, I'm not sure, Greg, if you hear this all the time, uh, I do. People go, I'm open. They believe they're open. Now, the thing about being open is you might think you're open, but to be open, to, for everybody to perceive you to be open, that requires a history. It requires experience. And if you pass on maybe some of these informal little uh, contacts, however you're doing it right now, people don't get that history. They don't get into that groove that, oh, you know, he is this, you know, Greg's a really open person. Mm -hmm. If they have nothing to base it on. So sometimes these little uh, connection points, however they play out, they are important. And when you say you're open, you actually have to show people you're open. And that means sometimes you're sitting on a call or you're sitting on a, on a video chat or, or whatever, and you're sitting there and you know, you're, you're nodding, you're listening, and maybe you're not in the mood for it, but people see and they go, Oh, oh, oh Greg's hanging out with us today. And hey, that's kind of cool. Yeah. You, you know, know they get used to, yeah, go ahead. No, yeah. This, hey, we haven't interrupted each other for like uh, uh, 22 uh, episodes. So that's quite exciting. It's um, out. I'll edit it out. I'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe because it's exciting, uh, maybe because, but, so part of the thing is, you know, I, I also get that, especially even in this um, Zoom fatigued, uh, overloaded work, uh, balancing home life and work life at the same time, um, as a boss, I get that you may be in a stage that says, listen, I got, I got nothing left. Um, but you know what, there's always that, there's that great model that I think was Stephen Covey actually talked about, the big rocks. 
uh, of priorities that, you know, you put the big rocks in a jar first and then you put the little pebbles in next and then the sand in next and you get a lot more done. This is a big rock. This is an important priority that is a leader that you should put in first because, because you then have that openness, that deeper relationship, things will flow more, uh, more well, better. Uh, people will come to you earlier on. This is such an important piece. However, sometimes through the load and through the desire to drive results, this thing gets kind of put on the side. And in fact, it's one of those things you need to push up to the front. I really like that. I really do. So what are some uh, simple things to do to make the uh, sometimes you have to eat the cupcakes scenario work? And I, I think the first one uh, is kind of a self-awareness thing. And that's as a boss, we need things to be as organic and natural as possible, especially if that's not where you feel comfortable, lose that control, that drive, and, and just sit there as people kind of gel together and learn to work together. And it's sometimes, you know, a lot of this chatting is going on during these ad hoc kind of low intensity uh, meetings and get togethers. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is some some folks might be saying, well, you know, I'm an introvert, Alistair and Greg, and really, I hate these kinds of things, and and I just don't feel comfortable being the center of things, that type of thing. And but but really, this is just about showing up. You don't have to say anything, even. And in fact, as a leader, it's probably best that you say less. I just got off the call with someone that I was coaching, and and she said, you know, what she's what what she's realizing is, especially when she's excited or energized about things, even in socially relaxing things, she will jump in and say stuff, and uh, she's learning that when she shows up in even these social circumstances. Uh, if someone asks a question, uh, uh, she may say, oh, yeah, I've got a couple of different thoughts and ideas, but I'd love to hear others first. So you don't even have to be uh, an extrovert to show up on these things. In fact, probably there's a strength. And if you are an extrovert, you probably have to learn to just shut up uh, and, uh, or be more quiet or be more curious and hold in your energy uh, because I'm an extrovert. So coming, I like hanging out. I like finding these things, but you know what? Um, uh, when I do get there, uh, I need to know how to eat the cupcake, right? I don't know if that's an analogy. I may have stretched it too far. What I like about what you're saying and, and what kind of popped into my mind is, is sometimes when you're in one of these discussions and whether it's in you know physical uh, proximate, proximity to each other or uh, it's a virtual thing. Sometimes people just seeing you sit there laughing as the, the joker in the group cracks off some comments and stuff like that. You're part of the group and people see that and they feel more comfortable with you. And even, you know, when you talk, people can't see the video, but, you know, sometimes when you're talking, I nod and you do the same thing. That active listening, it shows that you're connected with the group and you're right. You don't have to jump in and, and run it or be the center of attention. Sometimes you can just sit there and just enjoy what's going on because, I find I like to work with groups and I like to work in partnerships. I'm an introvert who has no problems being an extrovert when I need to be. Mm -hmm. And I, I love being in a group when people, you know, when they're having a social time or we're just sitting, you know, standing around the, uh, having a coffee and, and somebody's brought in some baking or whatever, or we're on a, you know, it's 
early on a call and it hasn't started yet and people are kibitzing back and forth, you know, on video or on the phone. I love that. I enjoy that. I, I really like the dynamics of working a group or working a really good partnership. So sometimes, you know, just nodding and, and, and laughing with people and, and uh, you know, people can see your body language. They can see how comfortable you are. And sometimes these low intensity things are fun. Yeah, I agree. You know what? Uh, I think that over, especially over COVID, I have heard definitely at least 20 times from different people that I coach is this big aha that, uh, that they've reached, uh, that they've decided to set up uh, every other week, sometimes every week, a call with no agenda uh, except maybe a topic, but it has nothing to do with work. And, and you, you watch as introverts, extroverts, you watch their animation, the, how they feel about it. Uh, you know, one person said what they did was it's a favorite movie and why. That was the, that was the whole thing. Uh, and, and they said they laughed because, you know, people said a movie and they were saying, you've got to be kidding. I didn't know that you liked horror films or whatever. And it peels back the onion and helps us understand. And you know what? It finds bridges, creates bridges of common um, experience and or common interests that all of a sudden, and that is the, it's, it's like a, a lubrication in a great machine. That makes the machine flow really well of having those connections. So uh, I, I can't believe how many people have said, you know what? Yeah, we have lots of meetings. Yeah, sometimes it's overwhelming, but our best meetings are when we just come together and uh and uh hang out i had other uh the team that i'm a part of you know um we'll they'll often have uh, uh these fun meetings where people are making drinks um now they happen to always happen on the day that i'm taking some medication for something so i can't have a glass of wine or anything but i still participate and they laugh because oh shoot we got the day wrong again and greg's drinking his club soda he can't have a glass of wine so so even if you can't eat the cupcake you can be there to be present or if you can't drink the drink be a part of it you know have fun make a mix i made a mixed drink out of out of all kinds of crazy stuff with no alcohol in it but it, it was fun and then people wanted to try it so it was it was it was actually a fun event when uh in my last uh job that i had before i retired uh we were sent home because of covid19 and I'd never worked from home, Greg, and I never wanted to work from home. And now we do everything from home. And uh, I, I took, a, I watched a couple LinkedIn learning courses on working from home. There's this one guy, Mike Gutman, and he has a series of videos on working from home. And they're from a couple of years ago, and now they're totally relevant. And one of the things that uh, he suggests is that, you know, when you're running a team or, or something like that, you know, something as simple as, okay, I'm going to order pizza for everybody. It's going to be delivered to their houses and we're going to have a lunch and we're going to have pizza. And you can, that, that's the easy way to do it because you can accommodate people's tastes and stuff. It takes a little bit of organization, but they'd sit on, you know, he says, you know, you sit on the video and you all have pizza and stuff. You, you know, what, what pizza did you get? And you just have these conversations, just this nice social time. And it's really easy to do. Yes, it takes a little bit of effort, but, you know, the solution to some of the problems we're experiencing during COVID-19 have been dealt with long before because people have been working from home for years and years and certain companies embrace it more than others. But I really found, you know, going through Mike Gutman's course, uh, when we got to this section about how do you socialize on there, you know, you just kind of show up. That's all you have to do. 
Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really great point. And then, you know, building these habits and remembering to do them when we're back physically working, you know, it probably won't be the same, but there will be some physical connection in whatever that new environment is. So these can then be applied back then. And we need to be uh, as open as possible. And, uh, you know, we've talked about this, you know, people go, oh, I'm very open. But if you're actually never open, then you're not actually open. So, you know, you have to be available, even if you're not in the mood for it. And we're not always in the mood for it. And it's difficult working from home. If you have other people at home or visiting or, or pets or whatever, you know, repair people, whatever it is, it's difficult. But to be open, you actually have to be open. You have to make the effort. And people have to know that you're open. Yeah, and you know, even we've said this before too, is uh, if, if for some reason you are distracted and can't be open, be honest and say, hey, I really wanted to be here. I'm present. I'm going to be a little quieter today because, you know, uh, this is what's happening in my life and I'm kind of going through that, that vulnerability and actually sometimes even sharing something like that also creates trust and oh really and also openness that oh i'm feeling the same way and especially as we're trying to be more resilient in these times so being open and when you feel like you can't be open you can't be totally there but you still want to be physically present just let people know what's going on i like that and uh you touched on this i think in in the opening the situation is about us as a manager or our position it's about the team and just some get togethers, you know, kind of a simple time. It's all good. And I, I think as a leader and as a manager, when we go into these situations, we got to get it out of our head that this is about us. This is nothing to do about us. This is about the group gelling, you know, especially in these times where people probably need that, that informal interaction. It's so important that we, we just go in with that mindset that this is about the group. It's not about me and about meeting my needs. It's about the group. Yeah, exactly. And you know, uh, Again, coming back to that, what you can do as a leader is uh, be a, a, the person that you want others to be. Show the behaviors you want of others. So it's vulnerability, um, you know, uh, stretching that out. So it's, you know, sharing something as people are going through that you're willing to share. That then opens it up. Well, if, if they can share it, I, I'm more open to sharing. So, uh, but it's less about leading it's, it's more about just leading and being maybe is, is what it's about. Modeling. Modeling. Yes. And uh, I think we've also touched on this. You have to step out of your comfort zone. Maybe this isn't your thing. And maybe for whatever reason, uh, you don't like doing this thing. You know what? The, the gain, the uh, ability to interact with people on a different level is so important. And sometimes you just have to suck it up and do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree 100%. I think that it makes a lot of sense. And again, if, in, in, you know, going back to the physical location, coming back into the office, sometimes small talk isn't, you know, isn't just your jive, isn't the thing you want to want to do. But, but um, shifting your mindset, uh, and this is a little bit back to an earlier discussion we had around, you know, those, those, those just in the hallway, those impromptu connections. Um, if you as a manager are curious about the people you work with and who work for you um, and just approaching each of those connections with from a state of curiosity, uh, that shifts your mindset to be more present because if you're just doing it 
because it's a checklist and I know that I'm supposed to stop and have small talk with people, people experience uh, what your intention is. Um, and, and, you know, we know emotional intelligence is something you can grow. And it, but it begins with having a mindset of, I do believe it's important to have connections with my people informally and that type of thing. And as a result of it, I wanna find out more about my people and understand who they are. Just that shift will help you become more um, uh, able to have those things that you're not really that comfortable doing right now. Practice makes perfect. Even if you uh, are bad at it, at being just by doing it by root, will build up those skills and build up your comfort level. And the next point, uh, I'm just going to throw the the ending of the, the sentence in, you actually might end up enjoying it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, people will know if you're, uh, if you're, uh, even if you're awkward at the beginning, you know, um, and again, it's sharing intention. You know what? I'm not good at this. Um, I know I get too focused on the results and re and I recognize that, uh, Understanding each other is a commitment that I want to make and then start doing it and you're going to mess up and you're going to seem really awkward and not have all the right questions or, you know, or just not know what to do. Yeah, that's good. But if people know your intention and people see that you're trying, all of a sudden to your point, you begin to enjoy it and they begin to enjoy you more. Uh, so it's, it's, I, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, especially when you catch yourself and you leave at something and you thought, well, that was, that was pretty good. Absolutely. And, and when we take part in things like this as a, a boss and imaginer, especially when maybe a couple other people in the team are raging this, this thing, whatever it looks like right now, you're, you're actually, and you show up and you're thankful for it. It affirms those people on your team. And affirmation is such a, a powerful thing in a team dynamic. When you show up, you know, somebody's organized something, maybe it's an online, everybody's having a coffee one morning, just kind of the catch up. Somebody just came back from, you know, long-term leave or something there. There's a little get together, even if it's, you know, virtual, it affirms, you know, the person coming back, the people that arranged it. That's a very powerful thing in the dynamics of a team. I agree. Well, it goes back to that whole thing. I can say I'm open. But if my behaviors don't reflect, I'm open. I can say that that I I'm supportive of others and I want to encourage and affirm. But if I don't do it in my actions, then it's just all wah 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 wah. That's my Charlie Brown, you know, teacher, uh, you know, impression. You know, when they always have the anyway. Oh, I don't know. I'm dating myself. Sorry. I went I went on a tangent. I got it, man. Thanks. So as employees, there's a, a few things that we can do in these situations, in these kind of low level, low intensity kind of get togethers, whether it's spontaneous or planned or whatever. Um, we as employees need to go in, uh, be open and enjoy our fellow employees, including having the boss present. Yeah, yeah. Model yourself. And we talk in every car, in every program, we talk about almost the same things that we're encouraging managers to do or, or encouraging team members to do the same thing. And be helpful if you have a chance. Maybe there's some part of the organization, something that need, uh, needs to be done for this event. Jump in. Yeah, I'll do that. And I, I've always worked on teams. And, uh, you know, when these types of events came up in the physical realm, there was, there was, you could always count on two or three people in the team to just pile on and things just appeared. There's always somebody that had plastic plates and knives and forks and, and uh, napkins and who did things. And that's the type of people you need on a team. It really helps the team. Well, I think before I've shared this term before, shop luck. You know, when you have potlucks, 
Um, potlucks is normally determined, normally is you assume that someone has made something and bring it in. Uh, I've always, although I can cook, I, I always normally, uh, because of time or whatever, I will share that uh, I'm going to shop luck, which is still, as you say, buy those plates, um, uh, buy a cupcake. If you can make them, fantastic. But, you know, sometimes you can't. But it's, it's kind of that, that demonstration of contribution. Absolutely. And uh, be the person you want others to be. When you show up, if you're in a mood uh, and you're not going to be fun and you're going to be kind of a downer the whole time, no, no, you know what? Be the person you want others to be. This is, if, especially if you're in the dumps and maybe, you know, we're all, at times we're all struggling right now, just show up, you know, come in with a great attitude and that's infectious amongst the group. Yeah, I agree. And often, even if you're struggling, um, showing up and being a part of a positive energy thing, as you said, you'll leave with something more. And uh, support the team and the boss and continue to invite those people that maybe don't show up, including the boss. Maybe there's people that are holdouts to this thing. Maybe people have things going on in their life and maybe you're not uh, privy to what those things are, but don't write people off. Um, you know, Continue to invite them, have uh, a pleasant word with them. And you don't know where people are. And I like the idea of always keeping that open invitation for these low intensity, sometimes ad hoc things that happen in the world, in, our, in the work world. And uh, I just think it's, it's such a, a good disposition to have. Yeah. And, you know, going back again to the, what, we, what we talked about in the managers, it's the same here. It's that whole aspect of affirmation. If the boss shows up, say, hey, Alistair, I, I, I really appreciate you showing up. That was so awesome and I loved it. Or, or when someone hasn't shown up and did, then reach out and say, hey, Bobby, you know, hey, Mary, I'm, you know, I was so great to see you there. I know, I know you got a tough schedule, and, but you being a part of it really, really was important to me. Everybody wants to feel valued. Um, and feel that their contribution is something. And so by th that simple affirmation is, is a positive thing. I had one boss and I, I, brought, I brought them, I was a boss, but I brought my boss in, uh, and this is years and years ago. Uh, if it was somebody's birthday and we're having a get together, I, I'd invite my boss in to just say a couple of words because people really like that thing. And it, it's funny because as they walked in the door, they look at me, I go, it's Greg, Greg, Greg's the name. Go, okay. Okay. And come in and like, yeah, he might not even know who Greg is, but you know what? It's Greg's day. And uh, you know, this boss liked to press the flush, even though he might, you know, had a lot of people working for him, like literally hundreds and hundreds of people would come in and yeah, 100% who, who, Hey, Greg, you know, go shake their hand, you know, have a slice of cake talk to a few people and would give us 15, 20 minutes. And people like that. I mean, this affirmation, they felt like they were part of it. It was a win-win for everybody. Everybody likes cake, Greg. Yeah, yeah, they do. And I love that idea of uh, helping to facilitate connections. It might be remembering a name. It might be uh, sharing uh, something that you know is, is you have in common with that boss that's coming in and this person who you're honoring. I mean, those little tips and hints uh, will make it more enjoyable for the boss, more enjoyable for, for the individual who the boss's boss is, is, is saying something about it and uh, just helping to, again, um, you know, uh, uh, lubricate or, or help the flow of the conversation. That, that's a great, 
that's a great ad of how you as a team member can help even your boss be a part of the process. I like that. So uh, wrap up, Greg. Yeah, I just, the thing I would say here is that the number one thing is, this is a big rock in your priorities. Um, uh, creating opportunities for connections that don't necessarily have a work outcome or purpose. Um, and, and just are really about building relationships. The more you build relationships, the more you build trust, the more likelihood all the work stuff is going to go that much better and that much more effective. Innovation, productivity, all these things we know are all deeply related to trust, connectivity, and relationship. And so invest upfront in enjoying the cupcake. Uh, stopping and have those those informal connections. Deepening this is the most important thing that each of us can do, whatever our role is, um, because it's about that connectivity, that trust and the relationship. And it builds across each other. If we're just working together, uh, we'll support each other a lot more and a lot easier if we have a relationship. It's just more natural. Uh, and so this is just such a such an important priority, I think, for everybody. I really like this topic and I know you and I were struggling uh, in our development meeting whether we should go ahead with it just because it was written for a physical presence. But our decision at the time was, I think it's important. And now that we've actually had the discussion online, I, I really do think that this is so important, even in the virtual world that we're living in right now, that, you know, however it manifests itself, whether, you know, it's coming on uh, a Zoom conversation five minutes early and just chit-chatting with the people that are on early, because there's always people that are on early. Some people are, make it on time. Some people are a couple minutes late because they got held over from another meeting, but even coming online early, and you and I have done it when we've had guests on this show that you and I are on five minutes early, and so we're chatting away. It's just the two of us, right? And those types of things, those opportunities, whether it's on you know, Slack or something like that, or just picking up the phone and jumping in on a conversation. And maybe as a boss, just sitting there and listening to people and just taking it in and enjoying sometimes the uh, frivolity of things. It, it is just so important right now because we don't have the ability to just walk down the hall and bump into somebody right now. We have to be really deliberate. And I, I really, I'm glad that we have had this conversation today because I know the two of us struggled, you know, before we went on air, whether we should do this or not, whether it would convert or translate into the virtual world. And I, and I really think it's more important now that we think about these things, these low intensity uh, events, which have no, like you say, aim to produce something better or faster or, or anything like that. It's just for people to connect with one another. You know, and I love that suggestion that you just had. I don't know if I've ever heard that. The idea of coming on 10 minutes early and maybe staying 10 minutes late you know, as a, as a leader, even for these things, or, you know, make it a part of it, uh, those before and after connection points. It's like, you know, when you used to go, when you go to events, uh, you know, when I was a kid growing up, uh, going to the faith community I was a part of, they always had coffee afterwards or before, and, and people would kind of hang out you know, and those were the best set times as a kid, at least I remember. But they're always it, it's that it's that just that uh, um, informality, because because I think one of the things we've discovered during COVID is that um, everything is business oriented, and you don't have those just free for all discussions. So unless you establish those 
separate ones just to talk about a topic that we talked about. But I love that idea of just getting on early because you're right. Every time I've got onto a Zoom call and people show up early because they do, I've had these really great conversations with clients or other people. And then we went into the formality of it. Great idea. I love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna really be I'm gonna make a commitment right now for my to go on my calls early um, and just be there. That's, that's, that's so cool. I've always gone to like management meetings or in my, uh, whatever organization I'm working with or for, or volunteer experiences. I always, I always like to go early and I like that chit chat. Number one, you get the seat that you want, which is pretty good, but also it, it's, um, you, you do, and you never know who's going to show up. And I, I find I have more fun in the five or six or seven minutes before things kick off formally, just kibitzing with people back and forth. And, uh, uh, you know, you know who you want to sit beside because they're fun or dangerous. Either way, it's all good, right? So I just like that. And anything that I've ever done in terms of management or, or groups, uh, you know, whether it's volunteer or whatever, I like that, that little buzz. A little bit afterwards, I really like before because people have a little bit of nervous energy and that kind of adds to the, the situation because it forces people uh, to talk and stuff. But I, I really enjoy those types of things. And what value do you put on those things? There is no value. It's invaluable, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And you know, again, whether you're introvert or extrovert, because they're often small enough, you find connections and people are just trying to find their safe haven in those connections. And often it's through those informal discussions that people find the safe havens that can actually then open them up. Because every time we've had earlier on conversations, then the formal part of the meeting becomes a lot more animated, a lot more productive and a lot more participative. So, uh, you know, and again, it's that it's the warm up. Especially if you're the funny person, it gets the audience in the mood for you. So it's yeah, really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds great. I love that. Okay. Um, anything else? Are we good? I don't think so. That's 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 good. Yeah. Just thank everybody for for kind of taking this little walk with us as we kind of switch gears from the physical to the virtual world. But I, I think it's all good. It's all the same. And I uh, just appreciate you just kind of going on this little journey with us because we weren't 100% sure. Uh, how this would come off. And I, I think it was a good discussion. So we hope uh, some of what we have spoken about you find helpful. I hope we didn't say anything that uh, you found offensive and made you really angry. But I, I think this is another situation, Greg, for your happier peeved philosophy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, as you know, those of, of common listeners with us, I always, we always end with this and that uh, an insight that I got earlier on from a coach of mine. And now that I certainly uh, uh, try to create in my coaching sessions, is that uh, we leave uh, with a little bit of joy and, and maybe a little bit of churn or maybe a little bit of peeve. So the joy is obviously when you've, when you heard something, you think, yeah, I do that, or, or you're encouraged by a thought or an idea, that's the joy. And the peeve um, I, or churn is when you hear something that either you haven't done as well, or maybe even disagree with a little bit, but both the key is to listening to both of those energies, the joy or the churn. And then from there say, what can I learn from it? What are the insights I want to take away from it? Uh, and then move from there. So we always hope that in these conversations, we create a little bit of joy, actually probably a lot of joy and uh, a little bit of churn. So the final thought here, I think, is, uh, you know, when these things happen, you get offered a cupcake. Sometimes you just have to eat that cupcake, right? Exactly. Exactly. So take the time with the people you work with. They are an important part of your job, your success, 
or your failure. Talk to you next time. Take care.